Welcome to Shaken and Disturbed, everyone. I am Darren Karp. John? I am John Thrasher. Hey, oh. everybody. Well, first off, I wanted to apologize because I think I had a oh. little mic um, issue Uh-oh. a couple for a few weeks, and I didn't notice it until John had pointed it out, and I thought it was my cord. I tried to switch it, so hopefully this is better for anyone <laughs> that sort of noticed, but I apologize if my voice, outside oh. of being normal, was uh, annoying. So no, it uh, wasn't. Here, you, don't need, you might not even know this. I was applying all kinds of filters to it, and by the time it got to the edit of the show, it was... It was okay. You know, I think, I don't think it's as bad as you might think it was, Darren. Just a heads up. Well, I'm I'm glad for it. Uh, Thank you so much. Um, But I just wanted to get that off the top. And uh, John, I can't believe you didn't start the show like saying a happy National Visibility, Lesbian Visibility Day. I know. A few weeks, a few days ago, and you didn't say anything to me. How did you celebrate? I posted a nice (laughs) picture of me and Nadine on Instagram. Did you? Oh. Oh, oh, you don't. Okay. Oh, you didn't see it. Oh. Listen, I'm okay. not. Listen, I. This is a whole thing we can get into if you want. My friends like confront me about not liking their Instagram posts, and I'm like, "Who are you? I, I'm not like. I honestly don't even go on Instagram that often anymore. I'm on TikTok all damn day, but um, I know it's I'm looking... so bad. I always get people always get mad at me about it. But um, by the way, I did like it. I did oh. like it. I didn't see the hashtag happy les- in my likes. <laughs> it must have. I'm sure you get quite a lot of notifications. Well, but well, speaking of social media, right? We should say happy National Mental Health Awareness Month. Yeah, that's um, right. Because social media is not necessarily good for your mental health. So <laughs> to honor it, uh, you know, we obviously John and I are no strangers to talking about therapy and encouraging mm-hmm. therapy for everyone, even the most of mentally healthy people. So, yeah. you know, if you're thinking you want to try it at any given point, 2020 kicked the shit out of all of us. We get it. Yeah. It probably means you should just do it. And we're telling you it definitely helps. Yeah. And, you know, I think I talked about this mainly on our previous show, but, you know, I went through a pretty rough breakup a couple years ago and I had never done therapy before, um, before that breakup, I should say. And, um, I'm telling you, even one session just kind of dramatically changed, you know, my outlook. I know some friends of mine are going through some tough times right now and it really can help you. Um, yeah. And I just really, Darren and I really encourage everyone to, you know, Darren, you made a great point, I think, a while back where you were like, even if I wasn't going through something, I like to just kind of keep my maintenance up. You oh, know? absolutely. Just, yeah, I up. think that's such a great way to put it's also, it. So It's also a good muscle memory to learn to talk about being vulnerable yes. and about yourself. It's just a good thing to like confront issues. So that's a really good point. We're obviously really here for you. Uh, And, you know, um, John, in order to wash away your sorrows of having (laughs) to record with me today, are you Uh drinking anything? Are you imbibing? I am imbibing. I'm having a little coffee whiskey because I was inspired by a recent episode where you were drinking coffee whiskey. I finished the bottle. I finished that little (laughs) flask. Oh, yeah. That episode. I was like, yeah. Oh, dear. Look at you. Um, Oh, dear. Oh, dear. And uh, yeah. And so I was... um, just like I need to finish that off. So I'm drinking a little bit of it right now and I'm excited about it. That's all I'm going to say. Well, I, full disclosure, I actually had a few drinks last night and I've just like, I'm like 
I had two vodka sodas, and then I saw my little, like my little for my sorority, and I had, yeah. an, I, like she was like, let's, do, her little sister was there, and she was like, let's do a shot, and it like, for some reason, it just put me over the edge, so today, I'm taking a little bit of a, just to, taking a break, to, well, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not taking a full break, I'm oh, just having okay. a Miller High Life. Okay, listen, that's fine let's too. And go, by the way, let's go easy. Let's not go. I, let's not over. We're almost thirty three. She's she, he's almost yeah. thirty three. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I got yeah, to take yeah. it easy. And the other thing is, you know, we talked about this recently. Like, if you need to take a break, take a break. We're not pushing alcohol on anybody here. Take have a have a um, a virgin cocktail if it helps as well. You know? Yeah. Just or enjoy. yeah. Exactly. Have a virgin or a cocktail. Sometimes both. Or <laughs> sometimes both. Sometimes Real both. Qu- Real quick before we get into today's show, by the way, um, a we made this announcement on our social media, but we're finally doing our April live stream for Patreon members. Um, if you are at the Superfan or Truly Disturbed tiers, you will get a link on May 6th at 8... Well, you'll, the Patreon live stream is May 6th at 8 p.m. Eastern. Right. You'll get a link in your Patreon inbox at 7.30 for the Zoom link. And if you're not in one of those tiers, you can upgrade at any time before then, and you can get your link and join us. And Darren, our, what was it? I guess our March live stream was really, really fun. Like, we had so many people in there. It was so fun, and I know what you're thinking. We're doing an April live stream in May, (laughs) and I completely get that. And yeah. it happens, uh, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take full responsibility because you know I had to take kind of a week because my girlfriend was leaving for like two and a half months. No excuse. John and I are gonna mm. do two live streams in May. In May, yes, uh, that's right. Probably after my birthday, so maybe we can all get a little mm-hmm. rowdy together. So Ooh, try we and make do it, it. Yeah, for like for your birthday. That's let's a great do it. Idea. Yeah, yeah. It's about time you got me something for my birthday. <laughs> yeah, and then. Time. Y- yeah, absolutely. And we are a little behind with our uh, episodes as well on Patreon. It's just been a really hectic April for us, but we are not skipping anything. They'll You'll just get a lot of content in May. That's basically the, the gist of all of this. John and I have been trying to cut down on carbs, sugar, and unhealthy food and realized we basically can't just eat anything anymore. That is until we discovered the deliciousness of Magic Spoon, a cereal brand that's actually healthy. The thing I love about Magic Spoon is there are zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Only 140 calories a serving, people. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. In other words, it's free of all the bad stuff. Okay, guys, I have a problem because I have now been obsessed with Magic Spoon. I've tried every flavor, and I gotta say, the frosted is to die for. Honorable mention, we got the fruity. I don't even want to describe the peanut butter because it's going to melt in your mouth. Go to magicspoon.com slash shaken to grab a variety pack and try it today. Trust me, you'll want to do it. And be sure to use our promo code SHAKEN at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Pretty sweet deal. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash shaken and use the code shaken to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. Okay, so Nicole Yvonne Montalvo was born in Orlando, Florida to Edward and Elaine Montalvo. Montalvo really rolls off the tongue for me. I don't know if you <laughs> yeah. found this to be true, John, but it does it was- for me. 
It was one of those weird ones where I kept being, Mon- I was like Montavlo, and I'm like, no, it's Montalvo, Montalvo. Montvolvo? Yeah, no, now <laughs> I'm going to mess it up. But she worked as a waitress, loved going to the beach, rollerblading at the St. Cloud Lakefront, eating Taco, Taco Bell. Bell. Everyone mm. take a beat. Yep, just take a minute. First take off, a beat. I rollerblade. I love going to the beach. <laughs> That's right. I worked do. as a waitress. I love Taco <sighs> Bell. Oh, do you have a son named Elijah by any chance? Well, more than anything, she did like to hang out with her son Elijah. That I do not own. But other than that, me and Nicole might be like sisters from another mister or something. It's it's possible. So she was John, 33 years old, which I'm about Mm. to turn in a month. Just saying. This is a very bad yeah. Uh, but she was 33 years old when she was murdered on October 25th, 2009. So this is actually a really uh, new case, if you will. Mm-hmm. This is this is pretty tragic only because it, I mean, you know, we were making jokes up top, but there's just a lot of similarities. I don't know, 33, like, obviously that's how old I am. But court records show a history of abuse claims made by Nicole against her husband, Christopher. So already, you know, not a good sign. And in June, oh. yeah. Sorry, just to interrupt, because I think you said 2009, but it's actually 2019, just to be clear here. Oh, so my God. It's very I didn't, recent. I didn't That's even okay. need to. She was 33 years yeah. old when she was murdered on October 25th, 2019. Sorry. T, yeah. I was thinking. That's all right. Uh, You're thinking of Taco Bell. That's fine. I was very into my... <laughs> into Taco Bell and my non-existence on Elijah, but uh, 2019. So yes, this is literally, you know, basically a year and a half ago, uh, essentially, because we're not in the second part of 2021. Anyway, so there were (laughs) abuse claims against her husband, Christopher. You know, nothing new, but let's kind of see how this game plays out. And in June of 2016, Nicole filed a restraining order against Christopher, stating that he had struck her as she was turning home with their five-year-old son. Mm. Now, Nicole stated in the protective order, quote, I came home. And my husband was drinking. He got mad over something dumb, then got in my face, smacked me across my face. I started to bleed. Then then stated Christopher dragged her by her hair toward the bedroom. First off, not only imagine this incident, but imagine doing this in front of your five-year-old son. Your kid. Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. Nicole wrote that although she and her husband had fought before and he, quote-unquote, gets aggressive, she also noted that this isn't the first time it happened, but that this was sort of the worst time. And Mm. at this time, Nicole also stated that her husband had involuntarily hospitalized under Florida's Baker Act, which allows the involuntary commitment of people deemed dangerous to themselves or to others. Wow, I didn't even know Florida had that. And again, I want to restate this. He was involuntarily hospitalized. So right. th- he, he obviously probably does not want to be or doesn't. Yeah. Just my first assessment of this. So yeah. uh, it's kind of nice that they have this. But uh, I, I'm curious kind of how it's implemented. Well, yeah, I was just going to ask you, like, how would you feel if Nadine, you know, was like, listen, Darren is, you know, for better or worse, you know, just not quite with it and like involuntary committed you. I mean, that feels like, Probably I don't know how feels to put like betrayal. Yeah. But like if you're putting your child in danger, like yeah, sometimes they would have every right. I think, I think yeah. to your point and maybe also to my point is that I think these things are good, but you also want to make sure that these acts aren't used as a weapon or retaliation exactly. in some sort of way. So it's like, the, hopefully there's a lot of proof of this. I'm not denying yeah. what Nicole is saying, but with something like this act, you just want to make sure that like, you can't just say, you know, John, I think you're crazy. 
I'm I think you're a danger. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, clearly there's got to be like a burden of proof of some sort. Here. Yeah. Cause it's sort of like, I guess the, that Baker act is like people who deem, who are deemed dangerous. I'm like, who's deeming it? You know exactly. what I'm saying? Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I absolutely love my ritual vitamins. I'm the type of girl that's got multiple jobs. I'm the type of girl that's a girl on the go. So I need a quick fix and I care so much about my health. Ritual Vitamins is a one-stop shop for me. A multivitamin should contain key nutrients and forms your body can actually use to help fill gaps in the diet. So there's no shady extras. Ritual's delayed release capsule design delivers high quality nutrients, including vitamin D3 in just two daily pills. Instead of your body getting rid of all the good stuff, Ritual actually stays and works. And don't worry, you can take a break from the orders as well. Your multivitamins are delivered to your door every month with free shipping, always. You can start, snooze, or cancel your subscription at any time. And if you don't love Ritual within your first month, they'll refund your first order. Get key nutrients without the BS. Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash shaken to start your ritual today. Well, in 2018, Christopher was arrested on felony charges related to domestic abuse. The Orlando Sentinel has access to an affidavit which reports that, quote, on October 3rd, 2018, Nicole reported to authorities she'd received a text from her husband asking for help because his truck battery had died. Nicole met him at a Walmart and they left together in her car with Christopher giving her directions, end quote. So, you know, there's that information that you can take, you know, with you however you will. Um, It's probably not going to lead to anything positive, let's just be honest. And when they reached uh, Christopher's intended location, another vehicle pulled up, driven by a woman named Tony Rocker. Tony exited her vehicle, pulled Nicole out from the car, threw her to the ground, climbed on top of her, and stuffed a piece of cloth in her mouth. Oh, my God. That alone is, like, traumatizing. One of my, like, worst fears is, like, being carjacked because it's like you have no control whatsoever, especially if you're already kind of driving. Yeah. And that kind of stuff just really freaks me out. And then she put a piece of cloth in her mouth. This kind of reminds me, and I'm I'm not, like, perfect plot point, but it just brought me back to that movie Taken with Liam Neeson. Yes. That's what I'm thinking of here. Very similar. It's like, oh, you're out, you think trusting people, blah, 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 and then boom. I just, Then boom. Yeah. And maybe there's an inspiration there. I'm I'm the type of person that thinks that like movies and entertainment are persuading uh, these types of people more than we may realize. You know, like they might have seen that movie and got some inspiration. Maybe not, though. Nothing against that movie. It's a good movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah, a conversation for another day. For no. another time. Um, that's yes, right. right, exactly. Well, Christopher then joined the two women and began slapping Nicole repeatedly because according to the app, affidavit uh, describing the event, he, quote, didn't like that Nicole was talking to a friend via text and taking uh, and for taking his son, end quote. So, so there's a little bit of retaliation. A, yeah, And seems very, from what we know so far, very possessive, very mm. obsessive as well over this. I mean, uh, then join the two women and began slapping Nicole repeatedly. Like, clearly he's not taking it out on just women he's taking it out on her specifically so to your point this is certainly retaliation 
Yeah, well, he then returned to the car and started looking through Nicole's phone before he became upset and threw her back to the ground by her hair. Chris then got back on top of her and tried to break her neck before oh. letting her go. Oh, my God. Oh this is very my, I severe. Yeah. I know. Tony then pulled out a knife, you know, who was the other woman there, and told Nicole she would slit her throat if she told anyone what happened to her. So, who the fuck is this Tony Rocker? I know. Christopher then ordered Nicole to drive him to a gas station. Once he was there, he told Nicole to tell her parents, quote, that some black guys jumped her at a red light. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So take that for what it is. Stating that if she called the police or told anyone uh, what had actually happened, Tony would come and kill her. And it's like, what the hell is going on here? Like, this is so disturbing and detailed and just like worst nightmare. I just, I want to know the relationship between Christopher and Tony. That's what I want to know. (laughs) Right. Well, we'll probably get to that here in a second. Um, Well, when she got home, though, Nicole realized that she was missing about $40, a debit card, and a credit card. Uh, She reported the attack to the authorities, after which time the police found Tony and Christopher in a car together around the corner from Nicole's house. Uh-huh. So what are they doing? Are they like stalking her? Are they did this occur down the street? I don't know, but it kind of freaked me out thinking of someone that just did something like that just being right down the street. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but them together, like that. Also, yeah. like they're not smart. No, not at yeah. all. Well, obviously okay. not because both were immediately arrested. Nicole would later write in a court statement that she believed Christopher and Tony were having an affair. That's where my head's going. Yeah, definitely. And in July of 2019, Christopher pled no contest to hindering a witness's ability to communicate with with law enforcement and unlawful possession of a credit card and credit or debit card and battery. So there's a Oof. whole bunch of things going on there. I kind of butchered it, but you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, The actual charges of kidnapping, robbery, and assault with a deadly weapon were dropped in the plea deal. So that's Mm -hmm. an interesting kind of detail there, too, because those things happen. But I guess the way the plea kind of worked out, you know, they would drop it if I'm assuming some other things came to light. Well, yeah, I'm sure that I mean, that always happens, right? Like it's a tit for tat. Like I'll give you I'll give you this if you give me that, you know. John and I have absolutely been loving our HelloFresh meals. HelloFresh offers more than 25 recipes to choose from each week, from vegetarian meals to craft burgers and extra special gourmet options. There's something for everyone to enjoy, with all recipes designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. And it's not only easier than spending time going to and from the grocery store, but it has way better value as well. HelloFresh is 28% cheaper than shopping at your local grocery store and 72% cheaper than a restaurant meal without sacrificing the quality. Actually, recently, I, you know, Chef Carp, uh, made the figgy balsamic pork And it was something that I didn't know that I absolutely was obsessed with. It was so easy. It was delicious. And you know what? I had it for lunch the next day. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Shaken12 and use code Shaken12 for 12 free meals, including free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash Shaken12 and use code Shaken12 for 12 free meals, including free shipping. Well, Christopher was sentenced to eight months in jail and two years of probation, which included abstaining from contact with Nicole and being prohibited from owning any firearms. So, 
you know, and that sounds somewhat like I feel like felony type of things. Like, like if you're a felon, you're not allowed to have firearms. So maybe that's the type of thing that was happening. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, Tony chose to go to trial instead of taking a plea deal where she was ultimately acquitted on charges of kidnapping, robbery and aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. So that's surprising. It's like, you know, maybe uh, yeah, Christopher I... would have done the same thing if he hadn't, you know, but struck that's a int- deal. That's interesting to me because that says to me that there wasn't enough evidence to prove yeah. that there was anything going on with the kidnapping, robbery, aggravated assault. And I guess maybe it's the the key there that's like with a deadly weapon. But like, right. And it's hard to know. We're not there. Well, I'm not saying that what, you know, I'm, yeah, we weren't totally. there. But like, if she's saying that all of this happened, they're all on trial, like, clearly stuff, someone's stuffing a piece of cloth in your mouth and putting you somewhere and then beating you, like, yeah. That's got to be a kidnapping and aggravated assault at least. Of course. The robbery, obviously debit card, credit card, 40 bucks. Like <laughs> that might not have been worth it to try, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, this that seems odd that she got off. Well, it sounds like maybe Tony just had a better lawyer, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. Well, in February of 2019, Nicole filed for divorce from Christopher. And in July of 2019, Nicole asked the court to ease the communications between herself and Christopher, stating that no contact order made it difficult to communicate about their son. I imagine Mm. so. They're still parents together. And she stated, quote, we have mutual parties willing to help keep the peace and Mm. that her son is my main concern. And no matter what, at the end of the day, Chris is his dad. Chris was a good dad. We just can't be together. That sounds rather rational. Yeah. Yeah. How mature of a response? I mean, I I, I genuinely love people, whether it's a breakup or whatever. And maybe you can attest to this, John, because you and I have both been through breakups where it's like, they're not bad people. They might just be a bad boyfriend or a bad girlfriend or a bad husband or a bad wife, but that doesn't mean they're a bad person. And those things often get conflated. Yeah, and or not even a bad any of that. It might just be that there's a compatibility thing, and that doesn't necessarily mean someone's a bad any of that, you know? Yes, exactly. I mean, when yeah. I say bad, I don't mean like, oh, they cheated and beat me. I mean, like, right. they're not, they work too much and they don't take out the trash. <laughs> right. Like, it might just, it, yes, I meant incompatibility, but you're absolutely right. Oh, yeah, right. no, I wasn't correcting you. I was just adding to what you were saying. A- yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> you and I are very compatible. Oh, that's that's for sure. We know that for sure. We can take that to the grave. Yeah, you put out. So it's perfect. (laughs) On on Monday, I know you hate me. On Monday, October 21st, (laughs) Nicole dropped her eight-year-old son off at home, at the home Christopher shared with his parents. She was supposed to pick up her son from school on Tuesday, but failed to show up and was reported Mm. missing. Okay, remember, October 21st, 2019. Now, police searched the Otero Rivera property, and on Friday, October 25th, authorities found what appeared to be dismembered human remains. Mm. This is giving me a little bit of Gacy vibes, just considering we we covered that heavily. Now, the Mm -hmm. same day, Christopher and his father, Angel Luis Rivera, were both taken into custody on unrelated charges. Hmm, that's weird. I wonder what those charges could have been. Well, initially, they were charged with first-degree murder, which carries a potential death penalty sentence if found guilty. However, a judge later ruled that the two couldn't be held after the prosecution missed an indictment deadline. Can you believe that? That's insane. That's how court of law, though, it's got to be because you miss a deadline. These people could go free. And and maybe they should. We're, I'm not saying anything yet. But on Sunday, October 27th, yeah. the body was officially confirmed to be Nicole's. Mm. And Christopher and Angel were both charged with second-degree murder there. Now, the prosecution believed the father and son murdered Nicole so Christopher could gain full custody, which would track in the narrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for that, sure. 
According to investigators, however, Nicole never left the Lower Vera's property when she arrived with her son on October 21st and was killed, mm. dismembered, and buried on the family's home property, as well as a lot they own nearby using a rented excavator. Jesus. So they're going through, you know... Maybe it's not premeditated, so to speak, but like an excavator. This is a process. This is <laughs> not killing Christ. and figuring out like, oh my God, what the fuck do we do with the body? I mean, right. this, is, this is, and I and I almost hate to bring pop culture into it, but it's a very Jamal Khashoggi type of thing. Mm, the reporter from the Washington Post, it's just like, and never was seen again. Yeah, and no, GPS. GPS data from Christopher's ankle monitor showed him moving around both areas on the mm. suspected day of the murder, which... Could be circumstantial. It could, but it doesn't help him either. Oh, it ain't helping him. On Thursday, March 4th, Christopher and Angel were indicted by the grand jury on the counts of second-degree murder. And the trial began Monday, April 5th, 2021. Darren, I'm... Yeah. Yes. A mere three weeks ago. This is the day after Easter. That's right. And the trial commenced shortly thereafter... Uh, Angel and Christopher were tried together, but they actually retained separate attorneys for this one, which probably is a good idea. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. It's like diversifying your portfolio kind of thing, <laughs> oh, you God. know? Yeah. Well, during trial, an anthropologist from the University of Central Florida who had analyzed the remains during the investigation testified that the body appeared to be separated Ugh. using some sort of hacking tool. I'm so oh, sorry about God. this being disturbing, but once, yeah. the, once her body was separated into parts, it was kind of cut down further and broken into other parts. So it's kind of this like <sighs> this like very finite and very specific dismemberment is how I would probably describe this. Yeah, yeah. He stated that some of the cuts were very smooth as though they had been cut with a power tool, but because Ugh. the bones were so badly damaged, it was hard to tell if they were cut up around the time she was killed or after. And the local medical examiner reported that it was difficult to determine Nicole's actual cause of death due to the state of the remains, but that the uh, certificate of death was listed as homicidal violence of unspecified means. I mean, the thought of analyzing a human body where you can look at the nicks or the cuts of a bone and determine that a power tool was used is just like... A place where it's like, I don't know how to explain it. It's so disturbing. I mean, Shaken and Disturbed, if you ever heard of it, is happening right here in these details. You well, know and I I'm think saying. it also, to me, it's like this this level of dismemberment. I mean, you yeah. know, we covered Gacy a couple weeks ago, right? Like, they found left femurs, remember? Which is a big yeah. bone. I mean, it's not like the whole body was together. Obviously, it dismembered it. I'm not, like, saying, like, one's better than the other. I'm just saying mm-hmm. that at least we might have been able to get something here. This level right. of psychosis or whatever it is, this level of it just goes to show that it was absolutely purposeful and intended because you don't randomly in the heat of the moment kill someone and then decide to like dismember every inch of them oh absolutely very this episode is certainly living up to its name let's put it that way yes exactly well she later stated that it appeared some of nicole's bone fragments had gone through a wood chipper this is very far ago Right, exactly. Very far ago. The local sheriff even stated that the state of Nicole's dissembled body, uh, I'm sorry, disassembled body, was the worst he had ever seen in his 32-year career. 
Wow. Which gives you a, a great sort of sense of the gravity of what's happening with this with this body, as pathetic and sad as this whole thing is. Well, during the trial, testimony was given by one of the Rivera's neighbors who claimed to have had a conversation with Angel, where Angel offered him $10,000 to kill Nicole. Now, listen, if you're going to kill minute. somebody, the last absolute last thing you're going to want to do is knock on the neighbor's door and offer money for someone else to kill somebody. You know what I mean? But, like, I just want to elaborate. I just want to take this point for a second and just elaborate on it. Because, okay, in trial, testimony's finally given of all of this. And one of the neighbors claimed to have had a conversation with him where the guy offered him $10,000 to fucking kill his daughter-in-law. Like, his his daughter-in-law. Yeah. like if someone came up to me and said that, like, wouldn't you report that? Uh, well, that's true too. Well, here, yeah, I mean, definitely, you would, you and I certainly would, because I mean, that's a fairly odd. This isn't taking something out of context, being like, oh my no. god, I'm so mad at him, I could kill him. This is saying yeah, I would right. literally give you a monetary amount <laughs> right. to do this. This is and pretty serious. And I think people like you and I would report that because we are true crime podcasters and we know right from wrong. But, you know, the other thing, too, is maybe they were maybe the neighbors were intimidated because, you know, here you are living. Mm. next. You know, it's not like you can run away from this. You're living next to this person and you probably don't want to ruffle any feathers when, you know, somebody's offering that amount of money, let alone to kill somebody for it. So. You know, I just kind of always try to look at things through the lens of like what the scenario exactly was because I don't know. I'm just thinking like if my neighbor said that, I would probably need to find a way to move out of the state to get away from them. Yeah, or like tell somebody. <laughs> like I, and I don't then know. Tell somebody. Like, yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. That just seems to be like a very odd, very key detail in the I trial know. that, you know, kind of happened a little bit too late. That's just yeah. my opinion. Yeah. No, for sure. Well, the prosecution was actually only able to find one witness to the murder. That was Nicholas Rivera, who was Christopher's brother. Now, Nicholas told investigators that he saw his father and brother standing over Nicole's body in their garage. Oh, like, were you just, like, walking by randomly and, like, saw it and, like, that's it? You well, didn't ask about it or look at it or... Yeah, or, like, you know? that's your brother and your dad. Like, I just, yeah. I mean, I understand kind of not wanting to rat on your family. It's just that, like, there seems... To, this doesn't seem to have been this, like, real seamless, like, clever right. Dexter-style murder. I mean, this... People were <laughs> right. beating her in a car outside... Taking her in a parking lot, uh, people, yeah. you know, the family's looking in the garage. It's just conversations were had with neighbors. It's just so sloppy for this not to have been prevented, I guess. Yeah. That's, yeah. Well, get this. So, however, though, DNA testing from that evidence, I guess, later determined that the blood found inside the garage did not belong to Nicole. So what? whose blood is there? Is that? That's a whole other thing, a whole other mystery, a whole other episode. A whole other ball of wax. Yeah. Well, Angel's wife, Wanda, also testified during trial, stating that her husband and son had an excavator delivered to the property a few days before Nicole disappeared. However, she denied having any knowledge about what it was used for, which I can understand. I mean, I could believe. I could believe. Yeah. I know so many people that are just you know, married and have a house and living in the trees. Yeah. Yeah. But then like the husband's also just like doing yard work and has shit going on all the time. So it's not, it's not, 
unfeasible is that the word infeasible um to think that an excavator you know that the wife the wanda is not going to know all the details of that even though it seems like she probably should she probably she might she may be true here uh be telling the truth anyway um but wanda also stated that she spoke to nicole the last day she was seen alive and that nicole had never mentioned any plans to leave town you know, because remember, she did go missing. So that's assuming what everybody, you know, everyone was kind of thinking, where did she go? However, during the investigation, Angel claimed to have received a text from Nicole stating that she was leaving town. So the prosecution believed that Angel had sent the text from Nicole's phone after she was already dead. So the way uh-huh. it's playing out is they murder her, potentially, is what the what the case is. And then send the text so it seems like she's gone missing. Skip or town. Wh- Skip totally. town. Exactly. Totally. Well, that didn't seem to really work out too well. Because on Tuesday, April 20th, Darren, which was only a few days ago. Yeah, my holiday. Yeah, that's right. Your holiday, 420. Juror 16 was dismissed from this case because he kept falling asleep. What's happening? And what is going on here? And the judge determined his nap time had caused him to miss relevant testimony. I mean, what uh, the hell? Uh, like, uh, I don't okay. even know. Yeah, it doesn't I, matter. Yeah, anyway, just a fun little fact, you know, about you know uh, someone's life and listen. Justice I've said jury duty before, and I'm not yeah. saying that every interesting thing about a trial would want me to stay awake, but it does yeah. kind of seem a little. I mean, and I agree. Like, if you're going to miss testimony, you're going to sleep. You got to be dismissed, but like, not to the. <laughs> I don't know. I just uh, this just whole case is is just aggravating. It's like every piece of it is bizarre. Yeah. Well, anyway, finally, on Thursday, April 22nd, which was only a few days ago, the jury was sent to deliberate. They deliberated for about 90 minutes before reaching a verdict. and Which you know, usually we, means not guilty. We talked about this in the Gacy case. If you're only yes. deliberating for a limited period of time, that means that it's kind of cut and dry, that you know... It would. Yeah. Be, it, it's very rare for people to be like, "Yep, absolutely." And there's not a shadow of a doubt he's guilty. Usually, people are yeah. like, "There's clearly not enough evidence for his guilt." So, ninety yeah. minutes to me says very much so not guilty. Absolutely. Well, the you were right. Well, you're not right, actually. I should say because the jury found Christopher and Angel guilty of second degree murder, abuse of a body, and evidence tampering. And this just goes to show what I was saying before, where I was like, "There's clear evidence of this." Like. This is happening almost in broad daylight, it seems like. Yeah, well, and so to wrap this all up, as of this recording, both men face possible life sentences. They have not been sentenced yet. Um, But maybe if we hear about the details of that, we'll have our amazing researcher, Megan, you know, keep us abreast of that. But just an all around very tragic story. I mean, every single part of this was just very disturbing, right down to the hacksaw that was potentially used. I'm still thinking. Go ahead. Sorry. No, sorry. And the fact that I I don't like it's like when the cahoots like father and son, like there's just something so sick and twisted about that. That is you're right. That adds a whole other like level of element. Yeah. I'm still wondering about that blood in the garage. I mean, did somebody simply cut themselves? Is there another body somewhere on the property? I mean, did they think to do that? I'm talking right. like, let's go get one of those like radar, ground penetrating radar scanners over there and see what we can find. Or did they <laughs> cut themselves when they were hacking mm. up? I mean, it, it sounds terrible, but I mean, Didn't that's entire, that. it's entirely possible. But we definitely wanted to cover a current case. Um, that's why it's like a little bit light because obviously this is kind Yeah, of for sp- sure. It's still going to be 
Not every developing. detail is clearly known, considering this literally just happened. And then, yeah. you know, so they're both facing life sentences right now. We're going to be keeping abreast of what's going on here. So that's right. Just a sad well, story all around, though. That's right. Now, Darren, tell everybody where they can t- uh, reach out to us if they have thoughts about this week's episode. Well, I mean, you can find us on Facebook <laughs> at our Shaken and Disturbed uh, podcast group. We always right. love to hear from you there. You can DM us at Carpe Darren <laughs> at J Thrasher. You can definitely do that. I yeah. highly recommend everyone to be signing up to our Patreon because there's definitely fun perks. We're going to be taking a few polls to really get a custom experience for all you guys. You can find us there at patreon.com. Shush. Shaken and disturbed. <laughs> Slush, shaken and disturbed. You know, the other thing. Undisturbed. <laughs> the other thing we're really excited about, we're going to start reaching out to people soon, is to come on and guest host with us or be a guest on the show. Absolutely. Um, and Comment we are on getting... your cases and your theories. And That's yell at right. Us. That's right. Uh, so you can sign up now if you want to do that. Come and join us on the show, patreon.com slash shaken and disturbed. Darren, let's do quick listener shout outs as we wrap up this week's episode. I'll start if that's cool with you. Let's do it. Candace in our Facebook group said, when mom, oh, by the way, this is in reference to our, uh, our interview with Natalia Petrozella. So she good. says, I loved it. When mom and dad says to listen to a podcast, you listen to that podcast. So I ran right over to Spotify to listen to Welcome to Your Fantasy. I have to say, I now have a girl crush on Natalia. Darren, I'm not cheating on you. You're still my number one. She has such a relaxing voice. I just want to listen to her all day long. So Darren, how are you feeling knowing that you're still someone's number one as it turns out? It was a hard pill to swallow at first, hearing the girl crush. But to be honest with you, Candace. Thank you. I feel I feel validated and I feel seen by you. But I also yeah. have to agree with her. Natalia did have a very soothing, Ugh. lovely voice. She has a great podcast. Gotta say, you know, you know what I loved about her though in that interview as well. And by the way, most people that we've interviewed over the years are like this. But something there was something about her delivery. She like every question we had for her, she had the answer to it exactly. And she in knew thorough, in a thorough way. Yeah, she knew that case inside out. She even knew the history of Chippendales. I mean, it was truly amazing. So if you like, if you haven't listened to the episode yet and you like uh, male erotic dancers like I do, or true crime like I do, it's a great episode. So definitely check that out. I feel like as we send out these postcards to this Patreon tier of like our personalized cards, I I feel like in the future we got to Photoshop you on a Chippendales outfit. (laughs) Oh my God. On a pole. I just we'll feel have to like see. Let's... I think if we don't get Patreons to join up for that tier after I promise that, then we're never going to get any Patreons to join up for the tier. Like, yeah, that's, that's right. prize among prize. Um, and speaking of which, this next <laughs> listener shout out is pretty hilarious. Sarah on Patreon said, I'm so late to the game on this, but I'm obsessed with John talking about slurping up a tagine. Oh, dear. That was uh, a whole thing. Well, it's really, it, it is tagine. He said tagine, but tagine. Uh, I, I couldn't. Uh, she spelled it T-A-J-Y-Y-Y-N, which is very <laughs> yeah. funny, Sarah. Um, John, talking about that, uh, never gets old. And that's yeah. why we had to screen record and send it to you guys because we, we, we could, it wouldn't be fair for us to keep that gem just right. for us. I know. And I'm so glad I thought to screen capture it, you know, because those voice memos, I think we talked about it. Like those, they kind of disappear after you listen to them. And I was like, Hearing you laughing just made me smile, and I was like, ooh, Aww. this this should go on to our Patreon for sure. So there you go. 
Thanks, babes. You're welcome. Well, this was a fun little episode. It was like kind of like quick and to the point, and I kind of liked it, to be honest. It was, and we're taking all your suggestions always. And again, just a reminder, sign up to patreon.com slash shaken and disturbed. We're about to reach out to people to guest host with us, as John said, and we're literally so excited we're peeing our pants. If you want to (laughs) sign up uh, and come on the show with us, sign up at our Patreon as a super fan today. And I do have it written down as super Dan. I just yes. want to make that fair. Well, this, that made me think of our old podcast, Dan. I know. Dan, Dan your wife is here. <laughs> yeah, your, your wife, wife is, is here. here. Your wife is here. So. Well, maybe maybe Dan was actually Super Dan that all along. We didn't know that. You know, <laughs> Any Dan is super to me. <laughs> Any Dan is super Dan. And we'll on that guys, note... We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> happy happy May Day. Or, you know, happy just May. It's, yeah. It's May. That's a good, that's a good month. It's a and good by month. the way, join us Thursday for our live stream. We want to see your faces. You're so pretty. And we want to drink or not drink, talk, not talk. We want to do all the yeah. things. So, yes, please sign up. We would love That's to right. see you. See you then. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye.